Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, Thursday, March 23rd. Why are you yelling at me? I, where were you? You're just, I mean, it's such a woman move. Where she just, Katie, just, I'm literally sitting in the studio. I'm working on getting our phone calls ready for 1030. <laughs> I'm sitting right next to her. The light is on. You can see me sitting in there. I didn't, and you were in there? And yes. I didn't know you were in there. And Casey comes the screaming down the hallway. Rob! <laughs> I did not. I said, Rob! Because the intro I, to the show is starting and you are MIA. I have told you this. I need you 100% Casey. right here with me. Casey. What? Did I not tell you from the very beginning, because you freaked out very early on, I will never leave you alone. I know exactly when I'm supposed to be back in here. Okay. I timed it up perfectly. I was sitting right in this chair as soon as the segment began. Mm-hmm. You little lady just need to calm down and know, know the man were. will take care of everything. I had no idea where you were. <laughs> I didn't well, know you did were you right Did you think I just ran away? <laughs> did you think yeah. I was just walking around the circle? Yes. Stuck in an elevator somewhere? Well, sauntering in with whatever you've got, your water, My water. your coffee, you, whatever. Like, you're it's sauntering all. in with your water. The height of arrogance. Casey, I will here we always, go. I will it's always, been a year. I'll, the wheels are falling I'll off, I will always gang. be here for you. Don't worry. All right. Thank you. It is Thursday, March 23rd. Third, seven minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So here's a question for you. Are you angry yet? You should be. Our economy is slowing. Banks are reeling. Inflation remains high. Real incomes are dropping. Home prices are falling. What's the problem? And Americans everywhere are becoming poor by the minute. And this is a big deal to you? Yeah. Are you one of these uh, MAGA, ultra MAGA people who just want to be upset about everything? Is no. that what you're telling me? No, I'm just stating facts, oh. actually. <laughs> See. <laughs> On top of everything else, we have bank failures, panic over bank failures. Yes. There's, there's, no, there's nothing about... No, let me rephrase that. You would really struggle if you t- stopped the average person on the street and said, said, tell me what is going well right now in American life. Mm-hmm. If you could find an intellectually honest broker on the street... And say what is going really well right now in American life. Normally there, are, you know, normally there are ebbs and flows. Something might be going well, you know, domestically. Maybe there's some issues abroad because through much of the, for whatever you want to say about the Iraq War, Afghanistan, obviously those were horrific and mm-hmm. and terrible and and should have never happened. But economically, for most of the Bush presidency until 2008, it was a pretty good time. In the economy, things were going pretty well from say 2003 till about mid 2006. That you know, so you while domestically or or, or foreign policy, there's a failure domestically. Things are are going well. It's pretty rare that everything sucks at once. Mm-hmm. And under Biden, everything sucks. Yeah, and and let's not forget about the border chaos, the catastrophic poll out from Afghanistan, the inflation that just keeps going. We were told it was transitory. It's not transitory. And the only thing the Biden administration wants to do is blame Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Biden and the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and also the Fed chair, 
they've orchestrated just a reckless trashing of our economy. But if you ask them, it's all good. Yeah, so Cringe on Pierre had a press conference yesterday, and, well, she said there's no signs of recession. They're not planning on a recession. And hopefully, Casey, that's more accurate than their claim inflation would be transitory. Take a listen. We do not see uh, a, a recession or pre-recession. We see a strong economy, and it's because of the work that this president has done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the work that he's done. Let's keep in mind that the economy was actually growing when Joe Biden took office. Inflation was only at 1.4%. Not anymore. No. It's not like that it's now. It's much higher than that. It is much higher than that. Um. Tra- uh, transitioning. That's a dangerous word to say now. So, uh, moving on. Moving on. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Casey. Changing yeah. subjects. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting, and we talk about this quite a bit on the show, is how many air quote journalists will now base their reporting on one, their own political ideology. The truth has no bearing on the matter. But two, the ideology of their network. Mm -hmm. And you have seen this pretty clearly. I think it's really being revealed in this Fox News Dominion lawsuit for people who haven't followed that. That's a pretty interesting thing. We don't have time to go into it now, but that's really fascinating. Obviously, MSNBC and CNN totally in the tank for the left. Now, CNN is getting better mm-hmm. because they're worried a, a going out of business sale is about to happen if they don't get their act together. MSNBC does not care. Mm-hmm. But there are very few actually independent journalists out there who do the work and say, I will find the truth wherever the truth leads me. If it meets my ideology, great. If it makes my ideology happy, great. But if not, I will tell you where it's going. And because of that, we are not getting the, the American public is not getting the information that it needs in order to be informed about what's actually happening. I think the biggest, one of the biggest examples that I can recall is a few years ago, Sinclair Broadcasting sent out a script to all of their anchors to read. And whether the news directors of the different stations wanted to do it or not, it was mandated. They had to. And it was the same script and it went out all over the country. And these anchors read the script and they made these promos and they aired and then you might recall somebody got creative and and pieced them all together and put it on the internet and all of these anchors were reading the same script all across the country you know that's one thing i will say about this place and you know we joke about how we make seven cents an hour because we work in radio but i will say that our our bosses our management both under uh smolian when emma's owned it and now urban one they don't tell us what to say. They don't. They say, speak from your heart. Mm-hmm. Speak, you know, whatever is on your mind. What you believe. There are obviously rules for radio certain that we words. have to abide by. Sure. There is, you know, a certain level of human decency that we they would expect their employees to abide by. But other than that, you know, it wasn't it fascinating. when Remember when Urban One bought us mm-hmm. and, and our audience was in this mass panic of, oh, my gosh, there may not even be an IBC and if there is, it certainly will not be the same. And they're going to just totally strong arm you guys every day, and it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. They n- never tell us what to say. I mean, I'm not saying like directly, indirectly. They're just like, go have good ratings and make money. Yeah. Thanks. Keep keep doing what you've been doing. And so, um, and I think that shows that we are not told what to say in the difference of 
the shows. Every show is markedly different, both in the political views of the host, I think the political passion of the host, I think the topics that interest the host. Mm -hmm. And I think it's part of why throughout the day the station does so well. It's not every show is kind of the same show, just with the different person. It's not person. the same talking points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we do need more independent people, independent thinkers. And Joe Rogan was talking about this on his show the other day. Let's hope Kevin bleeped it. Otherwise, this will be our last show. Because <laughs> if it was not for independent journalism, we would be in a pickle. We would be in a really bad state because a lot of people got duped by the pharmacy, the pharmacological industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the, the medical industry, the industrial military-industrial complex. They've been duped by so many different companies and corporations that have a vested interest in getting one narrative out. And if you can get that narrative mm -hmm. out through the traditional pipelines of mainstream media with no one fact-checking, no one interfering, no independent journalist saying, actually, that's not true at all. Here's why they did that. This was the influence. Here's where the money is. We have emails. We can show you they were influenced. If it wasn't for them, we would be and it's mm. one of the beautiful things about the internet today. The internet today allows people like that to thrive because these mainstream media corporations are so corrupt. They're so obviously indebted to the companies that pay for their advertising. And you can see it based on who their sponsors are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one thing that the Twitter files did is uncovered all of that. Yeah. Proving how there's been shadow banning of conservatives and obviously the banning of Donald Trump on various social media platforms. All right, Casey, when we come back, mm -hmm. we've got some great trending stories. Mm -hmm. We've got to remind everybody about the big election that's going on. Valvet has pulled into the lead, but we don't just <laughs> want a victory in the Biden madness finals. We mm -hmm. want a route. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll remind everybody about that. And yeah. America's IQ scores are falling for the first time in a century. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Rob. Yes. My friend. Yes. Someone I'm concerned about. Really? Yeah, I got a question for you. Oh, go ahead. How would you feel if you lost out on $111,000 in retirement income? That would kind of be the world's biggest bummer. Yeah, well, get this. 96% of Americans do lose out on an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. And you know why? It's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Good morning. It's Kendall and Casey. And learn how you could avoid this potentially colossal disaster with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. We trust Bill Demery so much. We are now clients of Bill Demery and you know how we are with our money. Uh, if you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, call and get your free analysis scheduled at 317-932-9912. Bill does all the heavy lifting for you and he won't charge you a dime. Call 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You can't do that right before we go back on the air. I did it. You left me right when we were going well, on the air. We're going to get this segment over because I got to know more about that. <laughs> It's 19 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about what is trending this morning. Some audio for you. Shohei Otani struck out Angels teammate Mike Trout to end the World Baseball Classic. 
Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out. Otani strikes out Trout, and mm-hmm. Japan's back on top of the baseball world. How did you get his name right? Shohei Otani? Yeah, how did you get that one right? You're like, the other day, you're like, T, T, Tigger, <laughs> Weeds. What? And they got... How did you get that one right? That's like the hardest one to get right. You knocked that out of the park. Shohei Otani. Yes. You know how I got it right because of the dude and his love for Sports Illustrated. Shohei Otani, his very first Sports Illustrated cover was with Mike Trout. Yeah. And then he just- That's amazing. Struck him out. It's it's like, you're just uh, rolling that off. Yeah. Do you speak Japanese? (laughs) No. (laughs) Casey's man is in love. Casey's man has- Two, three loves, and I'm not sure in what order. Mm-hmm. Their daughter, mm-hmm. Casey, mm-hmm. and Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And it may depend upon the day. <laughs> Which one comes first? <laughs> I would put Sports Illustrated's at number one for the majority of the time. Uh, that's very, I'm very impressed you got that right. That's awesome. Also treading some audio from Joe Biden. It is Biden versus the teleprompter. I think, I think he's trying to give Joe Biden a compliment. It's really hard to tell. This is a time for celebrating extraordinary women who have made their mark in history, strengthen our nation. And like Jill, the first lady, the first full-time lady, the first lady who works (laughs) full-time, in addition to being the first lady, as a professor. Mm -hmm. So she's a first-time, full-time lady. Interesting. You know the thing. <laughs> well. <laughs> and finally trending, we have a winner in the state of Indiana. Trail 3 at Turkey Run State Park oh. has been named to Midwest Living's Best Midwest Hike. Oh. So if you're into hiking and want to go somewhere, Trail 3, Turkey Run State Park. Can I is just the place make a just editorial observation here, Casey? I mean, that's kind of what we do on this <laughs> I was radio show. Say, isn't everything you say an editorial observation? But go ahead. You know, one thing our, our uh, buddy, Governor Disingenuous, down the street from us, he mm-hmm. does this a lot. And a lot of the Republicans do this. Uh, he had, The governor has some weird fetish with trails. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wasn't hugged enough by the trail as a child or what happened, but he has some very, very weird trails at any cost obsession. And he's always big about how he skipped or hiked or jumped or biked or whatever on various trails. I mean, that is half of his Twitter account is I was on the so-and-so trail and then I went to the other trail mm-hmm. and it's very, I mean, it's a very weird thing, but everybody's got their own kinks. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to judge what okay. he does in his personal time. Uh, but the governor and the Republicans never mention how they've paid for mm. the trails. And much of the trail funding has come through massive tax increases. You may remember there was the the toll, the toll on truckers a couple of years ago. We dubbed the war on truckers, which was a, a billion dollar tax increase on truckers. And then you may remember, obviously, the gas tax, you know, that goes up every year. Trail is a big part of that. They never mention. It's like the trail ferry planted the trail. It's just magically and the appears. trail just grew up out of the ground. So, you know, and I know our, our governor would never duck and dodge how much taxes the, the Republicans take in and the record taxation they bring in. But if somebody could, and, and maybe this would not also serve Hoosiers well, I don't know. But if you could, next time you're bragging about your kink trail fetish, mm-hmm. if you could mention, mention how you it. stole money from people to pay for it, mm-hmm. that that would probably be a, a, go a long way on transparency. It is 23 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And IQ score. 
wars. Wait, 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 wait. You want to you want to talk about your ballot? We gotta talk about ballot. Stuffing the ballots? Yes, it's ballot harvesting. Okay, we'll get to IQs in a minute. Uh, it is the finals of Biden madness. Hammer and Nigel Biden madness. Ballot harvesting in full effect. Last hour, velvet pulled ahead. We don't just want a velvet win though. We need a velvet resounding victory. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Valvets. We so, don't want any question on the ballot. No, we want a mandate. No we hanging wa- chads on this we, one. We want a val Valvet uh, mandate mm-hmm. so that at 535 today, when I go on Off the Rails with Hammer and Nigel, mm-hmm. I will read a list of demands mm-hmm. uh, from the mandate given by the Kendall and Casey listeners, the WIBC listeners. So everybody, please head over mm-hmm. to at Hammer and Nigel on Twitter. The pinned right there at the top. Vote for happy birthday, Valvet. Let's cut down the nets, and then we can read the mandate and the list of demands at 535. I can't wait. What are they? Oh, I, I, well, I you, mean, I'm not going to give it away for free. Okay. All right. I'm we, not Holcomb. We, I'm not giving it away for free. It would not serve me well at this moment. <laughs> we have to win first, so let's, let's get the win and then the demands. Okay, let's talk about these IQ scores. From 1932 until just recently, on average... IQ scores went up three to five points per decade, and it's something called the Flynn effect. The what? The Flynn effect. What in the world is that? It's the name of this phenomenon. <laughs> it's an effect, Rob. Yeah, it's an it's effect. It's the Flynn effect. Mm-hmm. You However, know the thing. The thing. However, there's a new study out from Northwestern University saying that we are currently in a reverse Flynn effect. Oh. We're dumbing down. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. for the past 10 years... The scores have been going down well, isn't this for in- IQs. Isn't this interesting that we're doing this story now? Because remember we had when we had Micah's guest, that Dave Seibel from mm-hmm. the Quorum Day Christian School yeah. on the other day. And he was talking about the teaching that goes on in the public school. And he was talking about how a school like theirs teaches you to actually think. It teaches you from the same books that the great founding fathers like Ben Franklin Mm -hmm. read from and the way they thought and how he was saying that public schools basically has over the past hundred years taught you how to be the thing that industry that 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 commerce wants you to be we're training you to be that thing versus you being a thinker for yourself and then figuring out what thing you want to become based on on that and this is a great this is kind of a great example of that yeah they well and to your point they say ability scores pertaining to verbal reasoning also matrix reasoning computation mathematical skills all of these things are dropping and they attribute it to a few things and the big one is poor nutrition. What? Poor nutrition, also media exposure, and changes in education. But they're saying one of the big things that is happening to people is that we are eating such horrible processed food. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. That it is literally shrinking our brains. No kidding. Well, then how am I so brilliant? Because I eat terribly. You cut out that sugar, you cut out that trans fat from your diet, and you're going to just be off the chart smarter. Huh. Something to consider. So, they, so I, uh, what they're saying is, if I had just eaten better, because mm-hmm. again, think about the colossal IQ mental capacity that is in this seat every that you day. Have now, if I had just eaten better, mm-hmm. I would be an Einstein level thinker. Yep. And contributor to society. And they also say that when it comes to this nutrition, if you stop with the processed foods and all of the sugar and the cornstarch that is in everything, mm-hmm. if you stop that and start eating yeah. your fruits and your veggies and your whole grains, you actually can reverse it. 
it's so you like could a lot of work, start Casey. getting smarter. It's like a lot of work. Another thing, another reason why they say that uh, people's IQ is dropping is uh, <laughs> to drop off in motivation you, to actually become smarter. You know who has an incredible IQ? Kurt Darling. Yeah, in the news, and yeah. it's coming up next. It's ninety-three WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 10.33 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And it is time to hear from you with your voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-555-559-PAIN. Um, said this several months ago that I am totally invested in this <coughs> Trump-DeSantis feud because it would be absolute ratings gold and people will be captivated by it and will not be able to get enough of it. And I didn't think it would start this fast, but it has, and I was proven correct because people are just eating this up. And mm-hmm. we got a lot of phone calls about various things related to Trump and DeSantis. Uh, one of the things that we talked about was the... Uh, as it relates to Trump, his obsession with Ron DeSantis and this photo supposedly of him mm-hmm. in from, college. Yeah. Either he had just gotten out of college or was in college. I think he was a, supposedly a teacher at the time. And there's this photo of him at a party and there's three girls with him mm-hmm. and they're, they've got all got beers in their hands. So one, nobody even knows if it is DeSantis Two, nobody knows how old these girls even were. And three, Oh, you mean good-looking 22-year-old guy goes to party with 19-year-old girls and people had beer? Oh, my gosh. That never happened in the history of ever to anyone. (laughs) Give me a break. But (laughs) Trump is just totally hung up on this photo, Mm -hmm. and it is, like, going to be this end-all, be-all for him. You know, Trump is the guy who always says that he tells his children— no alcohol, right. no smoking, mm-hmm. no, he, I mean, as a parent, he was pretty strict with his own kids. Well, I mean- So maybe it, that is offensive to him. Well, maybe it is, but it doesn't, it's not something that's going to make or break a guy's presidential campaign. Now, if Ron DeSantis were a 40-year-old governor mm-hmm. boozing it up with a bunch of girls who were not 21, okay, sure. maybe we got an issue here, but a, tw- whatever he was supposed to be at the time, 22, 23 years old, and he's at a party, mm-hmm. I don't know, Casey, went to a few parties in my day, don't know the age of everyone that was there. Uh, people were definitely drinking beer. Mm-hmm. The average person is not going to look at that and go, what an offensive person. So it's, inappropriate. It's just such a weird thing to die on the hill and or make like the crux of, but he's truthing this photo over and over again. He's commenting on it. Mm-hmm. He said something about a man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, somebody called about that. Hey, Rob, it's Kyle. Hey, the, the Trump on DeSantis's photo with your age girls is just like, the Obama birth certificate. He played it until he played it and played it and played it and knew that it was there, but it was something to be a talking point and has got his name out there and the attention on him. This is no different. He's got to go through and just shake it till he dies. Hmm. Um, he's obviously acting from his inner child of fear that he knows that there's a possibility that DeSantis is better than him. Love the show. Thanks. It's a good point. He's just going to keep going with it because he can. But it's so Well, and DeSantis so hasn't weird. addressed it, though. DeSantis hasn't said anything about it. It is so weird that that is the thing. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe it is really Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Maybe those girls really were not 21. Mm-hmm. Unless they were, like, 15. Mm-hmm. If they're college-age girls who, again... Who cares? What, what, well, not, not 
who cares? Because technically, by the letter of the law, you shouldn't be doing it. But who amongst us wasn't in college roaming around various parties and nobody was asking to check IDs at any of those parties? The right. average man or woman. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be some people that's a big deal, too. But the average voter that will decide the election is not going to go, well, I was on what? the fence, but. This photo did it. Are they holding beers or are they holding solo cups? No, I think they're holding. Look, they've got uh, bottles of beer. Okay. Because I was say, if it's a solo cup, you don't even know what's in there. It could be water. Well, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, more. Uh, somebody called about the uh, potential Trump mugshot photo, mm-hmm. and this person was right. I think that's what the left really wants. They think this mugshot mm-hmm. is going to be. The, the thing that will totally derail Trump. Hello, fan of the show calling. A comment about Donald Trump and whether he wants to be indicted and uh, the video and uh, photo ops. And I saw uh, uh, CBS News over the weekend or a couple of days ago and they were interviewing some lawyer, their legal correspondent, and what all Democrats want out of all of this mm-hmm. is President Trump's mugshot, the front view and the side view, and then the numbers down below his uh, prisoner number. Or, well, not a prisoner, but you know what I mean? And that's forever. Mm-hmm. They can flash that from now until... 2024, his mugshot. I mean, yeah, you got legal documents. He's been indicted, and he, you know, uh, and trial documents if it goes to trial. But the mugshot, and I thought about that for a while, and that guy was absolutely right. This legal correspondent for CBS. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that is the one that will stick around forever. It'll be like the Saigon execution, the Tiananmen Square, the soldiers on Iwo Jima, the Nixon flashing the, you know, the peace sign. It's one of those photos that will just, it will remain forever. Another thing people are very interested in is if indeed Trump is indicted and if indeed he does refuse to go willingly to New York, what role Ron DeSantis would play in this? Mm -hmm. Would he sign off on getting Trump extradited to New York? Somebody called about that. You know, I think that if DeSantis was to extradite Donald Trump, I think that he would, uh, that would make him have a hard time winning the election, really, I think. Um, you know, because there's a lot of people like still like him, you know, Donald Trump. But there again, you know, Donald Trump's got a lot of baggage. The government, you know, whoever is giving him a lot of baggage, and they just keep pile, piling it on. So, you know, I don't know how the feel people, people feel about him now, but... Yeah, I'd say that if DeSantis was to uh, have to, if he had to extradite him to New York or whatever, then uh, that would hurt his election. Yeah, because he'll be blamed. Yeah. For the guy who turned over Trump. DeSantis did speak out about Trump for the first time. He kind of took a dig at him, saying that Trump should have given up power like George Washington did. He should have been more like a founding father 
Here's what I still don't understand, though. Trump should have. If Trump believes the election was not on the up and up, now with Trump, no matter what it would have been, maybe he wouldn't have. But very clearly, there were obvious things that the normal person with the mass mail and unaccountable voting, the vote count magically changing in multiple states after the lights went out, Mm -hmm. that you would say, okay, there's some serious concerns here. I object to these concerns. And simply having a, a rally, again, unless somebody can point me to a photo, a video, or anything of Trump with a bayonet at the front of the Capitol yelling charge, he's allowed to do that. There, there's nothing illegal about him. About questioning doing that. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, you're allowed to do that. You know, I, don't, I don't object to that at all. The same way multiple Democrats objected to the 2016 mm-hmm. election in the Congress. Yes. We're trying the very same thing that Trump was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody said a word because you're allowed to do that. Well, you were. <laughs> it's a good point. You're supposed to be. We've got time for one more call. So, Kev, this may be slightly out of order. But remember yesterday we were talking about who's with Gwyneth Paltrow? Mm-hmm. The ski, she's involved in some sort of lawsuit at a ski resort. Yeah. She, I believe, skied into somebody who got injured from it. Oh, and yes. that person is suing her. Yes. They saw, oh, my gosh, I got hit by Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Hello, life's lottery. Mm-hmm. I get hit by, like, Barney Gumble or somebody like that. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Anyway, we, I would pose the question. I said, there has to be... A waiver or something that yeah, you have to sign. Yeah, some safety. sort of something, yes, that says you cannot sue us mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, uh, ski at your own risk. As I have never been skiing. Mm-hmm. Kev, I think, has been skiing Somebody mentioned some that it's on the back of your ski pass. Well, that was the question because Kev said he didn't remember signing anything. Yeah. But maybe it's like Ticketmaster. You have the ticket and you enter into the agreement when you get the ticket. User takes their own risk. Yeah. Yeah. You said you didn't have to sign anything. I don't remember signing anything, but yeah, this was 10 years ago, so I don't remember exactly. Well, you're not even paying attention now. I can't imagine what you were like 10 years ago. Uh, So somebody who (laughs) does maybe have a little experience on this called in. So I was just listening on the podcast on iHeartRadio about whether or not you sign any kind of waiver when you go skiing. I've been skiing several times, and... On the lift ticket you have to purchase, it says you ski at your own risk. Uh, It's a a ticket that they attach to whatever you're wearing. So to get on the lift, you have to have one of those and you absolve it. Now, when you go skydiving, which I've also done, they make you sign a 20-page document (laughs) on every page. It says, you may die doing this, so... We are absolved, and you got to sign every page uh, absolving the skydiving company of anything. Wow. I was right. That's a man of action. Jump, dude. The ground will break your fall. Is there any amount of money someone could pay you to get you to jump out of an airplane? None. It's a perfectly good airplane. Kev, you're a maniac. You'd probably do it. Yeah, I'd probably do it just for that thrill. You've done a lot of crazy stuff that is on par with jumping out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've gone parasailing, and that scared me until I got up there. Oh, yeah. And then it was a little bit more relaxing. Uh-huh. But jumping out of a plane, mm-mm. Yeah, I'm immensely afraid no. of heights. I won't even get in an you airplane. You won't even get in a plane, let yeah. alone jump out if we of went, it. If we went skydiving, I would. you would probably hesitate and probably try not to go uh, jump out the plane, but I would just push you. <laughs> Good luck, Rob. What a producer. Uh, All right. Hammer joins us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On 93 WIBC, there was a lot of tweeting going on last night between Hammer and Nigel, Rob M. Kendall, and Casey Daniels 317. I felt like that could have just been a text between us. Bowel harvesting. <laughs> but we put it out there for everyone to enjoy. The bowel harvesting is in full effect mm-hmm. and velvet pulling ahead. Mm-hmm. I love it's called bowel harvesting. <laughs> Get ready, bowel. You're going to end for a problem. Uh, the So it is the finals of Biden Madness. It is uh, the Kendall and Casey audience uh, favorite, the sentimental favorite. Happy birthday, Velvet, against You Ain't Black. Right. So if you're unfamiliar with what we do in the afternoon show, since the beginning of March, March 1st, we actually started this. It's the second time we've played Biden Madness, where we've taken 16 ridiculous clips of Joe Biden, his words, and no way have we doctored the audio or anything like that, and we put it in a bracket format. And every afternoon... Based on a Twitter poll, listeners vote for the most ridiculous one to advance in the tournament. Now, you do it just like the NCAA tournament. These were seeded 1 through 16. Yes. And you have now worked it to the finals, which this audience has kind of adopted Mm -hmm. onto Happy Birthday Velvet, and it is taking on perennial favorite, you know, it was a runner-up last time, right? Right. So, let's get into the actual clips here. Coming out of the... Anyway, region, the number seven seed, the number seven seed that pulled an upset, it had to defeat anyway to advance. And then it also beat the number three seed. Where's Jackie? This was the runner up from the inaugural Biden madness. Good old fashioned folksy racism from Joe Biden. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. And he got away with that. Mm -hmm. Like. That, that floors me. I know we say this all the time, but I can't believe he skated on that. There was no pushback. Like, other than, like, Lawrence Jones and Charles Payne on Fox, um, you know, Senator Tim Scott, that was it. Isn't it amazing, too? By the way, there is another Jefferson Shreve ad. How much money does this guy have? That is amazing to me. He is on every seven seconds. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail there. Uh, but uh, it's amazing to me also how much... This guy says stupid stuff that you could make a whole bracket and any one of them could have won. Right. That was the seven seed, right? And much like the real March Madness tournament, upsets happen along the way. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, there's a scrappy Cinderella. There's a (laughs) butler. There's a 1985 Villanova. Gonzaga comes in there. Finds themselves playing in that championship game Mm -hmm. that nobody would have predicted. And this brings us to the number eight seed. Coming from the... You know the thing, region. This was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the national holiday, in front of MLK's grandson. Mm -hmm. It was MLK III's wife, Andrea's birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. (laughs) On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Andrea. Happy birthday to you. Andrea. Happy birthday, dear Valley. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Every time. Every time. And then it is not on that piece of audio, but uh, there is another video of it out Mm -hmm. there where when he gets done, he just goes, 
Well, well, well. <laughs> our listeners are so fantastic. Not only have they latched on to Happy Birthday Velvet, they've given it a nickname, just shortening it to HP, HBV. H- HBV. HBV. HBV for the win. I think I caught that on Spring Break in Panama yeah, City. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure that's one of many things you caught on Spring Break. But it does. Happy Birthday Velvet has all the things because it's the classic Biden where he's so enthusiastic. And he's for seven seconds fired up, and then he just loses steam, and then he just quits, and then he just starts mumbling things incoherently, and he's getting stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, you guys played this. We played this on our show too, where he's trying to read that poem, mm-hmm. and he can't decide whether it's country or county. Mm-hmm. He screws it up like twice. Yes. And then he claims he's just intimidated to be in front of people. Okay. Happy birthday, he's the Val- president. <laughs> As of the United all. States. Happy well- birthday, Velvet is everything because what is more rude or dismissive to a person than singing happy birthday to them and not even getting close on their name but at the same time you know that like ice cube and kanye west did not vote for joe biden yeah Joe Biden saying those are white guys. <laughs> Imagine looking at Ice Cube, mm-hmm. Doughboy from Bo- Boys in the Hood, and saying you ain't black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't like to be in front of people. He did campaign from his basement. That's true. Now, I will say this. If you're breaking down the bracket here, yeah. a little bracketology, mm-hmm. if you ain't black does not win, I think you have to put that in the category of the Fab Five from Michigan. Mm-hmm. A lot of hype. They made a lot of run, a lot of noise in the tournament, but they were never able to win the big one. Kind of like the Buffalo Bills of a Biden Madness back-to-back runners-up. Yes. Yep. Perennial bridesmaid, never the bride. Speaking <laughs> of uh, March Madness, Biden Madness, you got any action tonight? Big games. Yeah, Tennessee Vols, a little sweet 16 action. Uh, I'm riding the under in that one. Uh, FAU can shoot the three, but Tennessee, they like to play that 1994 New York Knicks bully ball, so I'm riding the under on that one. It's coming up this afternoon. So, Fox 59 ran a story about constitutional carry, a hit piece on it. Oh. Guy Relford wasn't happy, so so he's going to come in and go off the rails. And then at 5.30, you, Rob Kendall, are going to come by and go off the rails. Victory speech for Velvet! Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Go vote. Happy birthday, Valet.